Hello, this is Pastor Kenny, and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about what we are all about, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. Enjoy! But as we look towards this new month, I wanted to begin Hebrews. Hebrews is a phenomenal book of the Bible. I can't express how proud I was, but also um, ashamed. My daughter came to me. This is how proud I was, saying, Dad, Hebrews is a great book. I love reading Hebrews. This has been awesome. And so that invoked great pride within me. But also, Jay wanted me to wake up early and read uh, through a book of the Bible, a chapter day with her last month. And I feel like I do my best or my habit or my bad habit is I begin my day reading the Bible, but in bed. And so when I'm asked to leave the comforts of the sheets when it's freezing outside to go in the living room and read together... I kind of shook that responsibility, which is uh, embarrassing, but it does make me so proud to know that my daughter, she gets up most days uh, and reads her Bible. And it's wonderful to hear that she's been reading Hebrews. Now, quick backstory, the uh, author of Hebrews is unknown. And in the uh, Hebrew Greek keyword study Bible, I found this, that the book was written to reassure believers that their faith in Jesus as the Messiah was secure and legitimate. If there was ever a time, it's this time that we need to know as believers, our faith in Jesus as the Messiah, not just as a good teacher, not just as somebody that did miracles, not just somebody that is talked about that the history was changed from BC to AD, but Jesus as the Messiah. As believers, we can know that we have security in the legitimacy that Jesus is the Messiah. So now let's look at Hebrews 1, 1 and 2. Long ago, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It's a uh, version of the Bible that I think is easy to read. It's uh, correctly translated, but it kind of flows a little bit better. So if you're looking at a uh, Bible, a translation to use this year, let me suggest the New Living Translation as well. Long ago, God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. God promised everything to the son as an inheritance. And though the son he created through the Son, He created the universe. Through the Son, He created the universe. Interesting text, interesting passage, but I want us to look at 2 Timothy 3 14 through 17. 2 Timothy 3 14 through 17. And Pastor Kenny is going to lead us in these words. 2 Timothy 3 14 through 17. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and firmly believe, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Now that scripture, thank you, Pastor Kenny, that scripture 
is just remarkable. Verse 17, it concludes, God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. If we are looking for a New Year's resolution or a goal for this new year or something we can draw from, we don't always have to be reaching for the new, but we can reach for that which lasts and never gets old. And that is the scripture. That is the truth of the Bible. I've uh, invited you to join me in reading the YouVersion Bible app plan, Renewed Worship, 31 Days of Praying Scripture. All you need to do is go to YouVersion, uh, Google YouVersion, download the YouVersion Bible app, search the plan Renewed Worship. And I think, I believe, I trust, I know that as we read Scripture together corporately and we read it as prayer, we're going to understand that God is uniting our hearts. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God wants to give us the strength to not just endure, but to embrace and get through. And oh, what a day that will be when we get to celebrate Jesus together and know that he has united our hearts in his boldness. I spoke with somebody the other day and they just said, Jeff, uh, can you just pray for me? I'm struggling with anxiety, uh, some depression. I'm certainly disappointed. And now I feel as though I've created a habit of isolation, not because, you know, uh, I wanted to, but because that's what I got used to. Instead of forcing myself to get out and go for a walk, it just got cold. Instead of going through the grocery store, I became nervous and slightly afraid. And if there was ever a time that we need the hope and truth of Jesus revealed through his word, it's in this new year, this new commitment. Every day we need the truth of scripture. We look at uh, Hebrews 1.3 and we find these words, the sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God. And he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. When he had cleansed us from our sins, he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. When Jesus had done everything that he was called to do. When Jesus came to earth, performed miracles. When Jesus came to earth, he was brutally beaten and falsely accused. He was killed and died. He ascended, he came back to life and then he ascended to heaven. And then he sat down in the place of honor at the right hand of the majestic God in heaven. To sit down means, whew, it's done. I've worked hard. I finished the course. It's completed. It's done. Well, let's look at, um, at what it says in John 19.30. Jesus said, it is finished. When Jesus had tasted it, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. This is Jesus on the cross, not saying, ah, oh, it's finished, but it's complete. It's done. It's, there's no more. There's nothing else. The sacrifice has been paid. The, the victory is won. The truth is revealed. The hope is there. All you need to do is grab on and know that God is there. And Jesus is saying in Hebrews 1, he sat down at the place of honor to intercede on our behalf. He did not have to stand up and fight, but he could rest. He sat down. The other scriptures talk about how Jesus <clears throat> has used his enemies as a footstool. He's not just sitting down, but he is relaxed. He knows that the victory has been accomplished. Well, let's look at Hebrews 1, 4 through 7. 
This shows that the Son is far greater than the angels, just as the name God gave him is greater than their names. For God never said to any angel what he said to Jesus, You are my Son. Today I've become your Father. God also said, I will be his Father, and he will be my Son. And when he brought his Supreme Son into the world, God said, Let all God's angels worship him. Regarding the angels, he says, he sends his angels like the winds, he, his servants like flames of the Father. In verse 5, it's uh, quoting Psalm uh, 2, 7, 2 Samuel seven fourteen. Verse 6 is quoting Deuteronomy. And verse 7 is quoting Psalm 104. Jesus is saying that he completed, Jesus completed the prophecy. Hebrews 1, 8 through 12, but to the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. You rule with a scepter of justice. You love justice and hate evil. Therefore, God, therefore, O God, your God has anointed you, pouring out the oil of joy on you more than on anyone else. God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, the three in one. That confusing concept that is so real but difficult to articulate. This is who Jesus was and is. This is who God is for us. This is the Holy Spirit uh, speaking to us, being our counselor, being our comforter. This is the one that we can trust, pouring out the oil of joy on you so that we could also share in his joy. Well, let's move on. He also says to the Son, In the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundation of the earth and made the heavens with your hands. They will perish, but you remain forever. They will wear out like old clothing. You will fold them up like a cloak and discard them like old clothing. I love how the New Living Translation says that. But you are always the same. You live forever. In the NIV, it says, you remain the same. God does not change. As we looked at last week in Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Earlier, verses uh, 8 through 12, that was taken through, uh, take it from Psalm 45 and uh, Psalm 102. It's so important that we understand the context of the entire Bible. We don't just pick out sections that we read, that we enjoy, but we know that God is telling us a story through well. God is explaining what he wants from us through well. Genesis to revelation. And when we don't understand the importance to know that he is with us, he is for us, that he is leading others to guide us in this. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's how the writer, the author of Hebrews is concluding this book. We're still looking at the beginning, the first chapter of Hebrews. What does it mean? Well, we're reminded again that this letter was written to believers to reassure them of Jesus' legitimacy as the Messiah. And I want to begin this year as pastor of Living Hope Wesleyan Church, perhaps you would even call me your pastor, of the legitimacy that Jesus is trustworthy, that Jesus is faithful, that God is real. That it's not just, I believe in God, I listen to a famous 
uh, relatively famous actor. He's written a new book and I was listening to some interviews with him and I found it very good. But he said, yeah, I'm a believer. I believe in God. And I hope that he understands even the demons believe in God and they shake and tremble. They're fearful at even God's name. But Jesus came that we might have life through salvation, through the repentance and confession of sin, that we could know that not only do we believe, yeah, there is a God, but there is a God that sent his son to redeem us, to reconcile us, to give us abundant life, to share with others, not just so that we could get our way, but so that we could serve others so that they might know his salvation. To use the Bible to get our way is manipulation. To use our Bible to serve all people is Jesus' example. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. May we live that way as we serve others. Again, Hebrews 1.13, And God never said to any of the angels, Sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies, making them a footstool under your feet. But God did say this to Jesus, making your enemies a footstool under your feet. How amazing is that to know that your problem Jesus has under his feet. Jesus knows the answer. Jesus understands the outcome. And we get mad because we're like, Jesus, how can you rest? Just like we've heard numerous times, if you're familiar with scripture or grew up in the church, how Jesus was sleeping in the boat that was about to sink, that those that grew up on water, they really thought that the boat was going to be capsized, that it was going to break in half, that this storm was going to be their doom, their death. And Jesus is just sleeping. How could this Jesus, this Messiah be sleeping when there's so much turmoil and chaos? All I know is Jesus has the answer, and so if he can rest, and we are told to abide and find rest in Jesus, to remain in God's goodness, then we can also put our enemies, our adversity under his feet and say, Jesus, I dare to trust you. I'm not reaching out to an angel or a saint. I'm not reaching out to a good person or a preacher. I'm reaching out to Jesus that makes those enemies a footstool for himself. Let's take it from Psalm 110. What what an admirable thing it would be to read through the Psalms to start the year. I know for me during the pandemic, uh, when it first began to see the voices now, see the faces and hear the voices of you reading through the Psalms. It was a tremendous reminder of God's goodness, his faithfulness, that he is still with us. And so maybe you want to be reminded of those and read through the Psalms as long with the other readings that, that we're doing. Because as we enter this new year, we're reminded of the old book that lasts the test of time. And as we conclude Hebrews chapter 1, Hebrews 1.14 says, Therefore, angels are only servants, spirits sent to care for people who will inherit salvation. May we be like Jesus. May we follow 
as servants that care for people who will inherit salvation. Am I saying Jesus is the same as an angel? No, but I'm saying Jesus and the angels were sent on mission, and we as believers are sent to follow after Jesus on mission, to care for people who will inherit salvation. What if we truly cared for people that they might inherit salvation and become disciples who make disciples who make disciples that care for people so that they too might inherit salvation. Uh, my friend, him and his daughter, Dave Club, some of you are familiar, they uh, posted through their uh, church. Um, they sang, uh, What Child Is This? And then they mashed it up and mixed it up with Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. And I just wanted to read the lyrics of this old familiar song. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, and to know, thus saith the Lord. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I've proved him over and over. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. Oh, how sweet to trust in Jesus, just to trust his cleansing blood, just in simple faith to plunge me neath the healing, cleansing flood. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I've proved him over and over. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. Yes, it is so sweet to trust in Jesus, just from sin and self to cease, just from Jesus' simple taking life and rest and joy and peace. The chorus, Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, how I've proved him o'er and o'er, Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, all for grace to trust him more. I'm so glad I learned to trust thee, precious Jesus, Savior, friend. And now that thou art with me, will be with me to the end. It's so amazing how the author of this changed it from speaking about to Jesus to praying to Jesus. I'm so glad I learned to trust thee, precious Jesus, Savior, friend. And I know that thou art with me, will be with me. To the end. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him. How I've proved him over and over. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus. Oh, for grace to trust him more. What a what a great a great hymn. And I guess when we sing, we repeat the chorus. And so this will be our benediction. Jesus, Jesus, how I trust you. How I've proved you over and over. Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust you more. It's a joy just to serve as pastor and to help assist and strengthen and comfort you by God's word. So, Jesus, we say thank you. We say thank you for opportunities. We thank you for your word. We thank you that we are not alone. We thank you for this year, 2021. And we give ourselves to be living sacrifices used as you would have us serve others in this time. 
And it's in your powerful and wonderful name of Jesus, we say, let it be done. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to subscribe to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. Uh, You can also see the live versions of these sermons on the Living Hope Wesleyan Church YouTube channel, as well as any more information that you'd be interested in at hopeforvermont.org. Thank you so much for listening.